This is the Abrazo's Lounge Podcast, your source for everything iRacing, including race reviews, driver interviews, opinions, discussions, and much more. Here's your host, Mike Ellis. Welcome to the iRacer's Lounge. I'm your host, Mike Ellis. iRacer's Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are the usual characters, Chewy Side 55, Carlos Fonseca, and special guest, Taylor Burris. Hey, guys. Hello. I think Kyle will be here, but he's going to be late. So, but let's get right started here. Uh, Taylor uh, Burris, thanks for joining us here on the podcast. Let's talk about your uh, iRacing career a little bit. When did you get your start on iRacing, and how did you hear about it? Well, I started back in 2012. Um, I found out about actually uh, two years ago at a PRI show in Orlando, Florida. Uh, we were out there uh, showcasing a new racing league for a uh, real-world racing league uh, for mini cups and, with my dad. And behind us was actually the iRacing booth. So I was out there checking it out and learning more about that. So it took me about two years to figure everything out to get every uh, on a computer to run the software as well as getting the right equipment to run it. And 2012, in February, I ended up joining, and here I am today. All right. And then uh, how often are you racing? On a, Are you dated every day or once a week? How often do you race? Uh varies from week to week. Some weeks I can get in every day. Then there's some weeks where I can maybe get in two or three days a week. Right. And uh, what series do you normally run? Are you a, a, an official guy running the official races, or you run in hosted or league or what? Uh, it's a mix of everything. I'll hop in a hosted race here and there, or I will uh, go and compete in the official races, such as the SK Modified Series or the Proto GT Series, and uh, compete in, of course, the league races I used to back in the day. But uh, now I'm just getting things ready for a new league. All right, well, let's jump into that. Uh, what is that league, to, uh, and tell us about it. The new league is the uh, RTFFT All-Star Racing League. It's a uh, special league that myself and Ray Black Jr. and Francois Pelletier have uh, got together. Uh, it's going to be a, a new series that it puts uh, pro racers from the real world against some of iRacers. Uh, we're going to be running, actually, starting in the new season next Monday night at 7 o'clock. And uh, we are looking forward to starting that new season. Yes, and uh, Team Tifosi has been invited to go to the uh, race in this league. And, Carlos, I was telling Taylor that the timing might work out where we can run this league and maybe that other league afterwards. But I still have to figure that out. Um. Yeah. I guess I guess the question is uh, next. You know the RTFT All Star League. You mentioned Ray Black Jr. Uh, hey, I know that guy. I've seen him on TV. He he runs Xfinity, right? Yes, sir. He runs the uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series. Uh, he is a rookie of the year contender. Um, he's doing quite a heck of a job so far. With uh, after last week finishing in the top twenty-five, but having top twenty finishes the past couple of weeks. Right, and tell tell us that neat story that I, you were telling me about how the league kind of got started based on trying to help Ray. All right, well, uh, we were actually uh, in a hosted session, and I came across uh, 
Francois Pelletier. He was a former race teammate of ours back in the racing, uh, real world racing days when we were racing. And he was telling me how he and Ray Black have gotten started on iRacing. So me and him got together and said, you know, why don't we go and do hosted sessions and get him some track time so that way he'd be prepared for that weekend's race. So they agreed to it and started going out doing it about several weeks now. And then uh, we got to talking more. And it's like, why don't we make this into a league? Make it more exciting for other people to do it. Do a point skit season to where we can run uh, the full NASCAR Xfinity schedule uh, next year. And uh, make it exactly like the Xfinity series in the real world. You know, have a Dash for Cash series and uh, a couple of other special uh, prizes on the line, such as uh, autographs, uh, memorabilia from Ray Black. Uh, we also picked up BJ McLeod and Ryan Ellis also to run with us, also a couple of other Xfinity drivers. And uh, the grand prize is uh, a free NASCAR Xfinity hot pass to an Xfinity race that's near you. That's pretty cool because you can't buy hot passes. I know this, okay? You have to know somebody to get one. Exactly. I mean, you you could be the richest guy in the world. You're not going to get you, buy yourself a hot pass. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so RTFT, All-Star Racing League, sounds pretty cool. Uh, how can people find out more information and sign up? Because it starts next Monday. Well, of course, tonight we'll be having, we're having a session uh, going on on Mondays and Thursdays for a hosted session. So you still have a time to come check us out in the hosted rooms. Also, uh, you can check us out on Facebook.com at RTF All-Star Racing League, or you can check us out on the league forums. Yep. All right, cool. Uh, so let's look back at your your stats personally now. Uh, so you're running this league. Uh, looking at your, your starts, uh, in official anyway, uh, we always like to look at winning percentage. 5.69, that's pretty good, actually. Better than me. I'm about. I'm below three percent. So, uh, and then your I rating uh, on oval sixteen forty two. Yeah, it's 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 certainly tough out there sometimes to be racing, especially when you're racing with uh, some higher level drivers. Absolutely, and uh, but you're doing a mix of stuff. You're doing league stuff and hosted too. So. Well, cool. Uh, let's talk about your hardware. How many monitors do you have, and what kind of wheel and pedals do you have? Well, I run one uh, monitor, a 46-inch Sanyo uh, TV monitor, uh, and then I use a uh, Logitech G27 uh, Sim Racing wheel and pedals. Cool. And what kind of third-party software? Do you run anything like dashboards and... I run the uh, sim racing setup analyzer to uh, when I do uh, private test sessions or group test sessions for the team. Uh, also, I run Voice Attack. Uh, it's been a big help for me with uh, running instead of flipping through the black boxes while driving. Uh, and then, of course, I use TeamSpeak. Right. And then we run the NIS series, the NASCAR iRacing series. There's a lot of teams in there in the first couple splits are you part of a team where you kind of work on setups together i mean you talked about helping ray with his real life setup but uh are you a, a part of a team like with the nis that's that somebody's running over there or? uh yes i'm actually the team owner of gt designs autosports we are a uh, 10 car, 10 driver team 
we are a mix of both oval and road course racing drivers uh, with Ray Black Jr. also and uh, Francois Pelletier in our team uh, as well as a mix of uh, international drivers from uh, Canada and the United Kingdom. Nice. And we ran against you guys at the Spa uh, 24-hour race. Carlos, you recall that? Uh, they were pretty formidable opponent, huh? Well, I don't know. I wasn't. I kind of got lost when I was driving. Just making laps is what we were doing. But yeah. I think you guys were behind us a few positions, but not too far. Yeah, that was uh, quite a interesting race. I was surprised that we even finished the race, but uh, that's just a victory in itself just to finish a 24-hour race. Yeah, it sure is. So, okay, cool. I didn't understand you had a team. So what was the name of it again? Uh, the team name is GT Design Autosports. GT Design. All right. Autosport. Um, okay. And then the last question is, what is your most memorable iRacing moment? I'd have to say uh, picking up my first wins at Daytona and New Smyrna Speedway. Uh, being a guy I originally lived from Florida, uh, those were my home tracks, you know, living 15 minutes away from New Smyrna and 30 minutes away from Daytona. Uh, you know, going to those tracks in real life, you know, watching races and then going on iRacing and winning official races there was uh, quite something special. Uh, my father raced at Daytona and New Smyrna, and my great-grandfather raced at uh, Daytona back in the early NASCAR days. In fact, won at Daytona back in 1960, so winning there was uh, quite a privilege. Nice. Yeah, those first wins are always uh, emotional, usually, for people. Uh all right. Well, thanks for joining us, Taylor Burris. Uh, we've been chatting on Facebook for a while. I'm glad you finally got to join us, and and the timing worked out good where you could come on right before you guys start your season, and hopefully you can pick up some of our listeners as uh, drivers um, and, and get you some uh, some good numbers over there and fill up the field. Yeah, thank you guys for letting me come on here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, for anyone out there listening, just check us out on Facebook.com at RTFFT All-Star Racing League, or you can private message me on iRacing. Just look for my name and uh, let me know if you're interested. We'll gladly uh, invite you over. All right, cool. Okay, so let's jump into topics. Uh, peak Race Anna, Anna Free Series, uh, off week, I, I believe. Uh, I don't know when is it. Next week? They go to uh, Darlington? But uh, they haven't raced yet. And so the Formula One iRacing World Championship, they have. And uh, Martin Kroenke has taken his eighth win of the season after one of the most entertaining races in the Grand Prix Series this season. He clawed his way from third on the grid to yet another dominant win around the narrow figure of eight circuit that is Suzuka. With only two rounds remaining, Kroenke has extended his championship advantage to 22 points over Hutu and can potentially wrap up the championship next round if contingencies swing in his favor. So the next round is Nürburgring. And um, there's a three-week break until the action begins on Saturday, the 24th of September. So... And then the final race will be the Circuit of America's USA. 
Yeah, that season's been quite interesting watching Martin just absolutely dominating uh, the uh, Formula One uh, map series. Yeah, I've, I've always asked people, is it, you know, Kroenke doing better is, or is Gregor Hutu having issues? I mean, a lot changed. I mean, there's a new car this year. There's uh, DRS and all these new things, you know, dynamic track. I mean, you name it, you know, everything has been thrown at these guys. So I just wonder if Hutu is just not kept up with it. Well, if you look at the real world racing, whether it be Formula One or NASCAR, you know, Red Bull was the dominant team back in early two mid two thousands, and now look at Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, it all cycles, you know. And anyway, Martin Kroenke is looking really good right now. So with the twenty two points, so average finish one point eight. Okay, over fourteen starts. That's a great stat. Wow. All right, let's uh, go to the next topic, which is the NIS, NASCAR iRacing Series. Carlos, how did you do? I didn't race. Not at all? Nope. And that was because, what, they had the wrong time of day? You didn't like the set? I don't remember. I just didn't want to race too long. Yeah, it was full length. Which, you know what, that's a... Long, long 400 laps. Uh, yeah, that's something I'm still kind of scratching my head on about, you know, why some of these races are full length. I understand, you know, Daytona or uh, uh, Watkins Glen or Indianapolis, even br one Bristol race, but it seems like how many races has it been full distance in the NIS series? Uh, it's 10 or 15 now. It's crazy. Uh, I have no idea, but it's too many. That's for sure. Uh, I, I did it four times trying to get a result. And that's a long, you know, four times 400. That's a long, a lot of driving. But anyway, uh, I'll tell you about my races. Uh, Wednesday, uh, I missed it. I didn't race on Wednesday, which is unusual for me, but I had a prior commitment uh from uh, with my kids and so thursday uh wrecked on the first lap turn two they pile up in front of me there's nowhere to go i'm in it <laughs> you know and uh that was something getting wrecked on lap one uh i blew an engine 35 minutes later come out to do a few laps and at that point uh my wife had walked into my office and interrupted me enough. We were, she was talking to me. Uh, I got interrupted and somehow, you know, lost concentration. You know how it goes. I wrecked. I hit the wall. Somebody else ran into me. I ruined that guy's night, ruined my night. It was horrible. So, uh, bad start to the week there. Friday, uh, ran again. Got caught up in somebody else's mess. Uh, Saturday morning, I ran again, same thing. But finally, on Sunday, I did survive and missed all the wrecks to pull out a top 10, finally. So I got a 10th on the Sunday race, and uh, boy, that was a hard-fought 10th. That sounded like a pretty fun for you. You know, I usually do good at Richmond. I don't know what was, I think it was just really bad luck. I had bad timing some on some cautions, like 
there'd be a couple green flag runs in a row and then the caution would come out right after I pit or a few laps after I pit or 12 laps after I pit. And then I have to take a wave around and it just puts you back and just stuff like that. Or they wreck and there's nowhere to go and I'm involved, you know. So it was it was tough. And there were some other challenges with uh, the time of day and the weather. Carlos, did you figure out what happened? Nope. All I know is some races were nine and some weren't. Right. And we were discussing this before the races when we were trying to put up a setup. Uh, Jose, you just joined. Maybe you know uh, Jose Pabon. Uh, we were just talking about at Richmond, the weather and the time of day seemed to be off uh, early in the week. Did you know what happened there? What was going on? Uh, I racing mistake. Uh, they were, it was backwards. You look at the schedule. Uh, the fix was supposed to be uh, late, late, late afternoon or afternoon, while the open was supposed to be the night race. Yet it was vice versa when it actually came to reality. Okay, and that changed the weather too, or was the weather right? Well, the, the weather when it comes to the open, of course, you know, is dynamic. Uh, when it came to the fix, it would always be uh, the fix uh, default weather. So that that never really changed. It just the fact of the matter that day and night uh, were changed uh, in both races. Yeah, so the practices were different than the races. So people didn't know what kind of setups to, to put under the car, you know. Well, even the practice were backwards. You know, when you went to an open practice, you were actually practicing in, a, in the afternoon or or late afternoon. Right. But what frame. I'm saying is you didn't know if, if when you come race time, is it going to be the same or not? You really don't know. Well, no, at, at that t given time, we didn't know if all of a sudden we was going to be racing, you know, in the night race. Um, but it did end up being late afternoon for the open. And uh, again, I, uh, being that open was on Wednesday is the first race on Thursday, which is the fixed race was uh, a surprise more or less when it was a night race. Uh, um, so that's when I kind of figured out that it was backwards uh, compared to what they had it on the schedule. Okay. And it never got really fixed, right? They just let it ride. Exactly. It, it's not the first time that this happened. It's happened in the past as well. Um, and uh, they've always let it ride. They're not able to change it on midstream. It's usually done on a Tuesday when they do the updates for the for the next week's race or the next you – know, um, the next session so that that's that's why once they have that session going there's no way of stopping it and, and resetting it to a new one unless you're going to reset every single one of them yep all right so i got uh, the best of 10th looks like kyle fleischman you joined how did you run at richmond i think my best was a night this week sorry i'm late tonight guys ninth not bad So the rest of the week was uh, a crapshoot or what? No, I well, yeah, kind of. I'm down in that low split again, so. But uh, I got hooked up with a pretty good setup this week, and I was just unfortunate I could only run it one time because I had to work Sunday morning. So, but it wasn't too bad. I love Richmond, just wrong place, the wrong time on the I rating. All right. And Jose Pabon, how did you run? Uh, the fixed I actually did pretty 
well. Uh, not that bad when it came to the fixed setup. I think I only ran twice in the fixed. The open, on the other hand, I had my complications. <laughs> um, had a very good setup. Uh, car was a definite top 10 car most of the time. Um, but uh, like I said, I had my complications to my surprise because uh, Richmond is a, is a fun track. I like Richmond. And I think Richmond can be a very clean driven track if if not overdriven and unfortunately that wasn't the case uh, a lot of people unfortunately overdrive or tend to overdrive richmond and uh i got caught up in a few of them uh, and didn't didn't bold well for me uh, made a lot of enemies <laughs> <laughs> made more enemies what oh yeah yeah i made more enemies uh Unfortunately, you know, I mean, I, I never mean to do so. And I, it's no, tough. you call it, call it a rivalry. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should because I, I would definitely be racing against these individuals again in the future. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough when, when uh, you know, you have a good car, you know you have a good car, and you get involved or, or, or they get you involved in, in, in incidents, bins, wrecks, whatever the case may be, and uh, affects your race. And, you know, it... it it's a competitive nature, and, and I personally tend to get hot under the collar at times and uh, get very frustrated. And, and this was one of those weeks where it was a really frustrating week when it came to the Open Series. Yes. Glad to move on. I'm glad to, that it's over with that stupid long race. It was so long, wasn't it? Yeah, it was tiring. It was a very tiring and – that, and that's why I was – surprising to me because it was one of those races where there's a very high potential of gaining particularly safety rating if one is safe <laughs> unfortunately i think i lost more than i gained when it came to safety rating in richmond um i'm glad it's over uh i ran it too many times 400 laps i think i, I ran it five times it's just a, a little too much and, and yeah the body is very weary i love it <laughs> you're the only one well, it's, it's fun. I mean, no, it it is very fun. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy it as well. I like I like when it's green, long green flag runs. I enjoy that kind of racing. Um, but like I said, it's it's it was extremely long, and tiring, especially when somebody has to go to work early in the morning. You know, you only get five hours or so of sleep uh, during the evening because of it. Yeah, it's tough. Nice. It's tough on the East Coast, guys. Yes, it is. That is true. Yeah, I got done at midnight last night and. Up at four for work. Twelve thirty, I think we got there. All right, Taylor Burris, did you run Richmond at all? Or no, I didn't get to run Richmond this week. But watching, you know, from the real world racing and then comparing it to what I used to when I did run Richmond, uh, I'm hoping with these new dynamic tracks, it'll be uh, multi-groove racing the next time we come back there, like uh, the real world. It, you know, we didn't see that as we were expecting with this new build, but Carlos was telling me Chicago has the potential of being a dual groove setup. Right, well, Carlos? Last year. Yeah, but more even more so, right? Yeah, it's more or less the same, but you can actually uh, feel some of the differences that were stated in the release notes. Basically, the track would heat up more there on the bottom, and you have to search around after so many laps. Right, and you then you could like, move up and do better, right? Yeah, you can make you can probably make three or four grooves work there, just depending on I don't know. Let's see, um, you know that whole release tone we're talking about, starting dust. Yeah, 
the yeah, that, track's dirty. Yeah, that's relevant there. You can really see it because it's just dirt right next to the wall. So that line's kind of useless until people start running up there to clean it. Preferably right. under caution, probably. I'm guessing people just roll over it slowly, pick it up on their tires, and then scrub them off. But is that on every server that you start on every race that's going to be yeah. that way? Yeah. Yep. Should be. Well, I don't know. Dynamic weather. Would it be? I mean, there's days that it might be windy enough for that kind of sand to be up there. Other days that it might not. Yeah. If they clear how it works. Exactly. If it's true to life. I mean, I don't know exactly how it works. If it, like if the track's close to the ocean, it's dirtier because like Dover always gets dusty because it's close to the ocean. Well, also, if you have, you know, 20 mile an hour wind compared to five mile an hour wind. Right. Gonna, you know. Yeah. I don't know if, if it's dynamic like that. All right, let's. Uh, so Chicago's next. So uh, looking forward to that. Based on Carlos uh, doing some testing there, we'll see how it goes this week. I don't know. Let's see. The bottom is going to be the way to go for the first part of a run. Then you want to move. Just throwing it out there. All right, Carlos. Tip of the day there. All right, let's move on. Next up, uh, let's talk about the release. Uh, the big release was out last Tuesday. Uh, first thing uh, happened that day was the website was super slow and actually not working for most. Uh, it was a 502 bad gateway is what you would get. Uh, there's a lot of uh, talk on the forums about it. There was a error 50x was another one that people were getting. Uh, iRacing did acknowledge it and uh, put out a release that uh, we apologize for the site loading issues we are experiencing at the moment. During the course of today's deployment, we were investigating some performance issues that impacted all of our environments at Amazon AWS, our test and production systems. While investigating these issues, we identified incompatibilities between what is running at AWS and some of our legacy systems. We are diligently working on solutions to the issues. So I think this is the first time I've heard that they actually are using Amazon for their servers. Yeah, I think that's the first time I've heard it. Is that something they just switched to when they did this last uh, switchover? It must be because they they swapped out all their server hardware early in uh, 2016. And when they did that, they must have switched to Amazon at that point. Yeah, because weren't they, if I'm not mistaken, weren't they running Comcast before? I don't know. I, I th Or they were running their own, I thought. Possibly. But Amazon is usually like a rent, you know, rent some space kind of situation. But you can put your own hardware on that too, I believe. Where is Lance? He would know how to address that question. But all right. Anyway, that was that was kind of interesting. So I thought I would throw that out there because that was the first I've heard about it, that it was Amazon. Uh, but that was the day of the release on Tuesday there. Um, Kyle, what's next? Next up was the uh, the driver suit and helmet. The new release weren't showing up in some people's servers, so staff member Brian Simpson made a forum post about it and put the links in there until they get it resolved. Yeah, new driver suit. Uh, search that, and it's a zip file with the. But when I saw. 
my uh, pit guy, he didn't look right at all. The suit was all kind of off color and didn't look right. The helmet almost seemed like it was like floating. When when you say that, what do you mean? Because when I when I saw my guy, my pit guy was proper. I mean, it, it had the lollipop and everything. The suit was a black and reddish kind of color, and it had our actual uh, Tifosi emblem on the uniform, which I was to, that was to my surprise as well. Yeah, I think it's different graphical settings. If you have on low or high, you see different things. Now, I, I, I don't know if trading paints also have to do with that because I believe I might have uploaded uh, one of our you know, prior paints when it came to a suit and helmet up to trading paints. Right. right. But another, what, what he's saying in this post is there's new suit and helmet templates and the old paints don't fit. But apparently, I mean, they do to a degree, but they're not right. That's, that's what we're trying to say. Looks yeah. fine to me. Yeah, I was saying say the same thing. My uh, lollipop guy and uh, pit crew guys from the driver suits—they look pretty f matching to what my driver suit is in car. Okay. Yeah, and I had problems. Mine didn't look right, and there were other people reporting the same thing I saw. So I don't know what's going on with that. Maybe ours look right because we have ours uploaded to Trading Paints compared to those that do not have it uploaded to Trading Paints. Yeah, that could be the difference. Maybe I'll take a picture or some screenshot and just post it on our, on our Facebook page and show it to see you guys and see. Okay, cool. Check that out, guys, if you want to see it. Uh, next up was David Tucker, one of my favorite iRacing employees, said in a post, I forgot a release note. He added in code to auto-detect the optimal force feedback slider value. You go out and drive a lap or two in your favorite car and watch your F9 black box. At the bottom, where you can set the force feedback force, an auto button will appear if I determine that your force setting is not optimal. Click on that at any time to apply the new value. Ideally, you would drive a clean lap with no off-tracks or curb strikes. But I have code in place to try and filter out those cases, so it should work reasonably well no matter how you drive. Personally, I have not seen that. Yeah, it's new for the release, so you have to be on that F9 box, and you just run a, like 30 seconds or so on track. Then you see the auto button pop up. You click it, and it changes your force feedback number. So mine was like at 12... I ran a few laps, the button came up, I clicked it, and it changed it to like 13.6 or something. Really, I've, I've tried it, uh, and nothing, I've, nothing's come up for me. Yeah, just look in the bottom right of the F9 box as you're driving. Try it again, then. Then the graphics adjustments. Graphics box. adjustments box, yeah, at the very bottom right. And it won't show until you've done that 30 seconds of driving. So this is the way to set your force feedback correctly somehow. I, I don't know how exactly it works, but. Now, he, do, he does say in another post, he, he doesn't save this value, and it resets each time you start the sim. And it, so you have to do it every time. That's good, because I don't run force feedback. 
Really? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I care to be adjusting or have my floor feed, feedback adjusted every time I enter the the race. Well, you have to make. You have to go in and push this button for it to change it. So I did try it. It worked for me. I, I, you know, it changed mine a little bit one way or the other, but I couldn't really tell a difference. So I just went with it, you know. So. All right, Kyle, you want to pick up the next one? Yeah, sure. Um, some people have noticed that the easy anti-cheat um, was still running even after they closed their session, and Sean Nash from iRacing was looking into it and notified them about the issue. And... Um, Later on in the post, the easy anti-cheat actually came on and updated uh, with the cause of it. That, or is that they're debugging it, I should say. They're still working on it, yeah, so no fix yet. So I haven't noticed that. I haven't no noticed easy anti-cheat since it started like a year ago, so... All right, the next one up is... Somebody found a bug that is fect, uh, affecting the Xfinity Camaro where all the pit sign boxes had the... Uh, oh, wait, this is a different one. Great. Okay, I didn't have the right... Uh, link there so this is a pit lane issue the guy says i ran a b open at richmond last night confirmed with several of the drivers we all sell the same thing when we would pit there would be a ton of pit boxes all with the number 79 pit number so he's saying all the pit boxes have the same number uh so i don't know what happened there i haven't seen that personally so but apparently people have seen it I had the opposite issue this week, but it was probably a graphic setting that I haven't gone and messed with where I had no numbers, no nothing in my pit box. It was just a plain pit, right? And the only reason why I knew it was my box is because my guy was standing in it. Yes. So that's the next, uh, that's actually the next topic is I did the same thing when I raced on Thursday. I'd pull into the pit road. And I'd pull up to my pit, and the guy is standing right in the middle of the box, not where he's supposed to be standing. He's standing in the middle of the box. And I can't get service unless I drive through him. So then he's standing in the middle of my car, and he has his arms sticking out. Have you huh. resolved that? Yeah, that's a graphical setting. Yeah, because there is, there is a resolution for that that I saw in the forums. Yep. So I forget which one it was, but I think it's pit details have to be on high. Below to high, I think it was the deal. So anyway, yeah, so a lot of people reported that. You know, I think they need to get that fixed. That's kind of weird, you know. If you, put, if you decide to run pit details on low, your guy shouldn't stand in the middle of the box. That's a bug, you know, I would think. Hopefully it'll be resolved with today's update. 
All right. Well, Kyle, what's next? Well, next up is the 24-hour Lamar. And what is it, October 29th? Yeah, we have a date. Yep, yep. Date of October 29th. And it'll be running with the HPD, Aston Martin, and the Chevy Corvette C6. Oh, and the Ford GT. Wait, are you and Dave running with us? Or you're not going to race it? I doubt I will. What days that fall off? Ah, crap, I don't know. That's like, a Saturday, maybe. Yeah, it's a Saturday. Usually yeah, it so. Is Carlos, Saturday. you're going to put the car together, right? Uh, we were talking about running the HPD. I guess. Well, is that is that the fastest car out of the four? Is that the one that's going to win the race? No, the that. Uh, they win the race where you destroy the front end on lap one. I see. One of those two. <laughs> Well, I always like to go for the overall win, so I want to be in the best car. Yeah, our yeah, team's going to be running that. Yeah, what are you going to? What car are you running, Taylor Burris? We're going to be running the HPD. Uh, we got our drivers set for that, and uh, I won't be able to attend because I have prior engagements that weekend. But uh, I'll have my guys be running that race that weekend, and hopefully, we can bring it home to a decent finish. Yeah, we we want to put together an effort for sure. I told uh, Carlos I would buy the track and and help out. Well, I was gonna run the one of the GT1 cars, but with some of the update or whatever, they're really hard. So we'll probably end up wrecking one of those. So HBD seems the best bet. I think if I remember correctly, I think next week they're doing the uh, ten hours of Petit Le Mans. Now, wait, Petit, now this can be confusing. Petit Le Mans is at Road Atlanta, right? Yeah, the 10 hours. Okay. I get confused because it says the word Le Mans in the title, but it's not at the Le Mans track. Yeah, I never quite get that, why they chose to say it like that, but that's what most people memorize it by. Those are completely different cars, aren't they? The D200 prototype and all them GT3s, I think. Yeah, we're going to be running uh, that race as well, I believe. Were you planning on that one, Carlos? Yeah, I don't think I can make that one. Yeah, it's hard to get here. Yeah, it's hard to get enough drivers together and confirmed and everything. It's like herding cats. Well, we just need like three, <laughs> three drivers at most. Well, we use the same lineup we had for the spa. Yep. I might be able to do probably beginning of the race or something like that, but the rest I won't be available for. Yeah, that's why we that's why it's a team. So uh all right, we'll have to work on that. Next up is racer.com, one of my favorite websites. Uh actually did an article on iRacing about the Lama track upgrade. A short article, a, a couple paragraphs, but it's on their website. I thought that was pretty cool, so I thought I would announce that. You can go to racer.com and and pull that up and uh, get some exposure uh, for the for the series. Kyle, what do you got next? Oh, next is uh, 
talking about the hype of what's going to be talked about tomorrow with the uh, special live stream. A special live stream event September 13th at 1 p.m. Eastern by iRacing to announce some un- some previously unannounced surprise. I know some people are saying that they got a leak, but no one can you know, tell people what it is. Yeah, this afternoon I was watching the forums and apparently somebody posted up the correct whatever it is on the forums and it was there for like two minutes and a few people saw it and then iRacing took it down. And then iRacing, Steve Myers, he posted up this afternoon, hey guys, don't ruin their surprise, don't ruin it for everybody, just wait. And so, yeah, now speculation has run rampant this afternoon, obviously. Uh, and and I'll, 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 the other thing I'll say here is after reading through some of that stuff, uh, the impression I got was people are thinking it's a road car. Somebody was saying the road guys will like it, the oval guys won't care. But as of now, I still don't know one way or the other what, what the surprise is going to be. Either way, I think it's going to be something that's going to be something in, for everyone to enjoy no, no matter what. Uh, initially, I think I told one of my teammates, I thought it was Ferrari. Uh, you know, Ferrari's always been this thing that we can never go after because they have some kind of exclusive with somebody else, the Codemasters. But maybe it's something like that, you know, that we never thought was attainable, but now maybe all of a sudden it is. It's been on possibility. See, I said, of course, it's ended for who knows how long the Ferrari license, I think, too. Or one of the ones that paid for it. Yeah, there's so much speculation on the various uh, forums. Reddit, you go to reddit.com, there's stuff there, too. Um, the the moderator over there on the reddit.com, he's like, I'm going to boot anybody who says what it is, you know, and but anyway, they're trying to keep it a surprise. So far, so good. We'll see if uh, somebody spills the beans tonight before uh, the the video tomorrow. Okay, so next up is a big race that happened on Saturday called the first ever iRacing Bragging Rights Invitational. And they basically invited to race in a race all the various broadcasters that broadcast iRacing on the iRacing Live channel. The Apex Racing, LSR TV, PSR TV, Race Spot, V8s Online, GSRC, all those uh, various uh, commentators and whatnot were invited to race, as well as other media types, including a, a guy from Fox Sports. Um, who put up on foxsports.com an article about it. So it got a uh, lot of views, obviously, on Fox Sports. Did anybody see this? Uh, no, that's the first time I hear about it. I, I read the, the forum post about the that particular uh, contest, but uh, I didn't know Fox was involved. Yeah, so interesting. I didn't get a chance to watch it, uh, but... 
Hey, it looked like it was fun, so I thought I would throw it out up there. Kyle, what's next? Oh, <clears throat> talking about um, the time lapse for the new dynamic track. Put out a video for uh, Richmond Night Race this week. Uh, time lapse of the track rubbering in. So it's 400 laps over 11 minutes. Right. And I I kind of looked through this video and kind of fast forward to the end and kind of looked at it. And it's interesting how dark it gets and where the groove, you can see it from beginning to end. Uh, especially if you jump from the start of the video to the end of the video, you certainly see that difference. But if you ever wanted, a, it's an overhead view of the track and you can see that. Uh, let's see if you search that on YouTube you would search iRacing dynamic track time lapse okay so next up uh, somebody mentioned earlier but there is going to be a release a patch tomorrow on Tuesday morning uh, so they announced that and they're calling it Season 4 Patch 1 Release, and that'll be on Tuesday tomorrow. What the hell do we have today, then? Yeah, exactly. I just updated mine today. Oh, actually, wait a minute. I'm saying the wrong date. It is today. It was today, yeah, it is. the 12th. Okay. Yeah, it's a maintenance. Yeah, it's a maintenance. So it already happened. Yeah, it was about a gig and a half, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. All right. Not bad. And no, no problems with the download or the website or anything? Nope. I just finished downloading it myself. Pretty. Yeah, it went smoothly for me. I haven't really raced or anything, um, uh, but yeah, everything seems to be okay so far. Okay. Next up, teammate Matt Bowley. I thought I would give an update. Uh, he did tell us he will be back finally because he's switching to day shift in his job. So we might see Matt around once in a while. So, uh, glad to have you back. Welcome back. Kyle, what's next? Well, did we cover the scheduled maintenance? Yes. Yeah, we did that. All right, so next up is the uh, GT Cars ghosting. Yeah, somebody put up a thread and if you look at the screenshot, it's kind of crazy. It's creepy. It's like literally ghost cars. Like you can see real cars, but he also can see ghost cars where you can kind of see an outline and the headlights. And you can kind of see the shocks on some of them. It's really strange looking. So more problems being reported uh, with without solutions. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. I don't think any, you know, I've seen that one post, but I don't ever seen a lot of people uh, posting like that. Maybe something to do with the shaders in this last update or something. Glitching out. Well, if you look closely at the picture, it looks like the ghost cars are all one type of car. Like they're all the GT2 cars or something. They all look like Corvettes to me. Right, like it's one particular car is the ghost car, and then all the other ones you can see. That's it is kind of weird. 
Okay. And then let's move on. Next up, teammate Lance Gentles, uh, who's not here this week because he went uh, racing uh, autocross. And uh, he put up some pictures and video of him uh, racing uh, autocross at uh, Brainerd uh, Speedway, I believe it's called. And uh, it's basically like a parking lot where they set up cones and you have to like drive through the cones and they set up the cones in like a road course configuration and you kind of have to, you know, go driving through them as fast as you can. And uh, it looks like Lance did pretty good. It looks like a lot of fun. I'm disappointed he wasn't in his pirate outfit. Yeah, I thought he said he was going to do that. He should have. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's going pretty fast out there. I, I, he's mixing it up. He looks like he knows what he's doing. He said he uh, practiced the Kia on here on iRacing <laughs> to get experience for that. You know, get used to the front-wheel drives. Right. Try to get some practice, so to speak. All right, Kyle, what's next? <coughs> the release notes. We already discussed those, right? No, that's for the the release the thing. today. Oh, okay. Sorry. So they're doing a time of day where they fixed an issue that was causing the selected time of day to be ignored when anything other than constant weather was selected. So oh, now they do. Just, so yeah. that's the Richmond problem, right? Yep. Uh, animation flyover timing has been adjusted to better match race events. And flyover smoke is now influenced by the wind. That's kind of cool. Uh, pit crew helmets are now even safer with extra padding inside. Not quite sure what that's supposed to mean. Yes, we're not going to get hurt anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as the driver, they fixed some hard edges on the air vents for open wheel car helmets and added helmet tear offs for the open cockpit car helmets. That's kind of neat. Help, yeah, tear offs. Is that for dirt? Uh, it's probably a uh, preliminary to it, but that is for the open cockpit cars right now. So probably the Indy car and. Why not? The HVD and anything without a top over it. It's all spec so, racer. Can you pull out tear off off? I want, I'm wondering. No, I want to go check that out. Yeah. Maybe there's a button. You have to map a button now, or who knows? It's going to be fun to try to figure that one out. And then they, they changed a bunch of the stuff on the cars. Uh, but wh what's neat about this is. We reported the issue on Richmond's time of day like seven days ago, like last Tuesday, when Carlos and everybody was trying to do a setup. And look at it. It's a seven days later. They they, they put out a, a, a release to fix the problem. So they couldn't fix it without putting out a release. And getting a release out in seven days is pretty good in the software world. So uh, kudos to iRacing to getting that fixed right away. Oh, yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, that's great. I mean, any other company, any other software, you might be waiting until the next release, you know, three months from now. Okay, so next up, um, 
Sean Nash reported in the forums another problem where they discovered a bunch of materials were missing that were used to support the character animation. Um, and having static shadow maps on and dynamic shadow maps off, it causes the materials with the issues to be enabled and they malfunction. A fix is in testing. So uh, somebody was saying that the, the hands don't move on the steering wheel or the pit guys messed up. And that's all related to what I just mentioned. So they they're basically found a problem and they're working it. And that brings us to hardware, Kyle. <sighs> we'll talk about it again this week with DX11. They put a lot of work into it, and they want everybody to give it another go. And um, they actually mentioned now that the 32-bit system will be on the chopping block soon, as long as well as Windows XP support. So. If you're not on DX11, get there and try it and send in your reports. Yeah. And and one, one part of this I want to read is the reasoning kind of behind this. The reason for the move is get, to get rid of DX9. So Sean, because Sean has to maintain two full code paths, code paths for every upgrade to the graphics engine, has to be coded and tested twice. So right now, they're basically maintaining two SIMs, two sets of codes. You have the code for DX11. You have all the SIM code for DX9. And so they, they're they having to pay somebody to do that. And so they want to get away from having the two SIMs that need updated and just have one. And that's really what it boils down to. Not to mention if they can get it down to just DX11, that's more time that they can spend on new content. Yeah. But at the same time, they're, what they're saying is we don't want to leave anybody behind. If your hardware is is old and you're having trouble or you can't make DX11 work, we'll work with you and try to figure something out. That's what they're saying. So if you're having problems with DX11, you've got to get on board with that because it's gonna, a day will come that if you don't run DX11, it's not going to work. And that's it for hardware, huh? So for this week. Yeah, so we're right at the hour. Let's jump into final thoughts. Let's start with Taylor Burris. I just want to say uh, thank you guys for letting me come on the show and uh, enjoy being out here with all you guys. Again, you guys are more than welcome to come on out and race with us at the RTF All-Star Racing League. Make sure to check us out on Facebook. And guys, also make sure to watch this Friday night, the Camping World Truck Series. Uh, Ray Black Jr. will be running, actually, our Team Series logo on the hood of his truck. Plus also our uh, guy who would be Trevor Martin, who is our YouTube broadcaster. He will also His name and logos will be on the truck. So uh, make sure to be watch out for him and pull for him this weekend uh, at Chicagoland. Nice. The whole hood, huh? That's, that's great. Yes, I found out about it a couple of days ago and was uh, quite shocked about it. So I want to give a shout-out also to all my team members at G2 Designs Autosports. All right. And we'll, we'll probably see you on track at Lamar too, so. Yep, looking forward to it. All right, cool. Thank you, Taylor, for uh, uh, coming on uh, finally to the podcast. Uh, Carlos Fonseca, final thoughts. Well, first thing I want to say is uh, I 
guess a shout out to the people that are watching this on Twitch because I kind of didn't acknowledge our chat, but I seen it there and just want to say, let them know that we're, you know, keeping an eye on all that. And, uh, I guess I can talk about a new addition to my computer, which is that GTX 1070. Nice. So you got Actually, it up and running? Oh, yeah. And I think it's overkill for what I got, but people who want to go to a triple screen or just getting into VR, it's probably a great solution to that. Seriously, I haven't ran into one game yet that's giving me issues. And that's half the price of the 1080, right? Yeah, I wouldn't say half. I'd say, uh, I don't know, about three quarters or two thirds. Okay. Something uh, like that. If you consider that overkill, talk to me after the after the podcast. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, but you got three. You got three screens. Only got one here. Actually, I'm running four. Okay, I'm well, that four. one scar. <laughs> and you have the 1080, right? Yeah, I have the 1080. Okay. And so Carlos got the 1070 because it's just you just think it's a better value for the money, right? Well, it's all I could afford. Yeah, so that's your budget, and it worked out. And you know, I didn't need it for triples yet i just you know just in case i want to go to it i have the power uh, do it man you're gonna love it do the triples hey, hey carlos before you, you decide in regards to triples have you considered uh um br thought about it but <laughs> it might take me a while to save up for that well think about it if, you, if you're buying three screens going vr might be less expensive well, yeah. I do that eventually. I don't know yet. Yeah, I'm, I personally am waiting. I'm, I'm going to do the waiting game and see if when it gets better than what it is now. Even though I don't think it's bad, I think it's an experience that I would like to try. But uh, I don't know if I want to spend the money for version one when I know version two per se is coming around. Well, remember HTC Vive? They just started that this week. And I saw some of the videos, and uh, they're very, very. Com- Competitive and comparable to each other um, when it comes to graphics and everything else. It's the settings and setting it up might be a little bit more complicated for the HTC Vive, um, but that's because Oculus has been around a little longer and people have to get used to the Vive. Um, that's one of the reasons I'm waiting, and I, I, I think it'll get better. I think there's there's potential, and if I wait, then it, it might be worth that wait. You know. But then again, I'm also impatient, so <laughs> I don't know. I'm with you, Jose. I think the best uh, the best thing is wait for the new Oculus when there is one, because it's going to be so much better than the current Oculus. You know. Well, the, the 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 new Oculus, from what I understand, is they're introducing those handheld devices, just like the, the HTC Vive, which is where Oculus fail when it came to HTC Vive. Um, the graphic portion of it um, is what might be better. Again, I, I'm not sure because they don't put out much. I try to read about it, and I can't find much when it comes to their um, development in regards to the CV2. And I know they're coming up with CV2. When it comes to HTCV, HTC Vive, I don't know. I don't know what their development process is right now. I don't know. What potentials they're gonna they're gonna establish? I know they're they're with Steam, and uh, Steam will give them a lot of power to do a lot of things. I don't know if the Oculus Rift with Facebook will be 
as as potentially competitive as HTC Vive would be. Yeah, I, I just look at it like they got unlimited development money to spend to figure, you know, to make it better because it is involved with Facebook. Uh, exactly. It's it's it's. I mean, it, it's something that I have to sit and wait. I, I can't make. I can't just jump into. It, even though as much as I really want to, and I really want to try it. Um, and unfortunately, I don't have any friends around here that that have it for me to try it. Um, I have to sit and wait and and look at YouTube or Google it up, um, read forum postings in the forum about it when I, when I other people's opinions. That's the only way I can figure out my best value for now. All right. So if you're in the New Jersey area and you have Oculus Rift, hit up Jose. <laughs> yep, <laughs> New Jersey. Oh, okay, Carlos, anything else you had? Nope. Okay, Jose, what are your final thoughts? Uh, I actually apologize for coming in late. I apologize to Tyler. Uh, Taylor, uh, Tyler, I'm sorry. Um, again, uh, I really don't have anything other than uh, hoping to try to make it in the near future and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, you you got a lot of new hardware, and we need to sit down and review it, but unfortunately, we're out of time today. So next time you get here, we'll uh, talk about your new build. And uh, with that, uh, Kyle Fleischman, final thoughts. Oh, ready to get back racing in Chicago, man. should be fun being able to not have to follow the leader around a track like we've been doing for the past few weeks. So that should be pretty fun. Um, That's pretty much it. Good point. I mean, Richmond was was really follow the leader unless somebody slipped, right? I mean, yeah, and there's a lot of dive bomb crap going around this week, but honestly, you had to wait for him to slip and then stick your nose in there, or you were just going to follow him all day, so. Yeah, Chicago should be better, and it's not full length, so I'm excited about that. Uh, my final thoughts. <laughs> Let me bring uh, something up real quick, Mike, yeah. before you put yours in. I think it would be cool. Because I like full distance. I think we're all in agreement that we're here to do the real thing, right? It's as close probably most of us would do to run the real race. It'd be cool if NASA, if they put out like a once-a-week series of a full-length race for the full schedule. Just throwing know. it out there. I don't know. I don't know if you get the participation. I'm sure there's more diehards out there. Like I mean, the reason they get it, the participation on those now is because it's part of the NIS series. And if you want to do good in the points, you have to run all the events. Well, right. People talk about it in the forums that they want at least one series, uh, you know, alongside NIS. Well, you, yeah. you got to think uh, iRacing personnel here. As an iRacing personnel, you run a pro series that's actually less than what we run in the NIS. And they do that on a weekly basis, not necessarily following the NASCAR, but nonetheless, they're, they're running it as a pro series for supposed pro drivers in, in iRacing. Uh, for them to establish a full-length race on a weekly basis, in my personal opinion, as an iRacing personnel, it would not be for the members because of the length of the race. It would be for those pros that are supposedly right now running only, you know, Third of what we run, or half of what we run. Yeah, they don't run long long races, so why no, should they, we? <laughs> exactly, they run shorter than they're doing the NIS. So if they're going to ex- establish that, then the pros should actually be running 
a full-length race on a weekly basis. Not the members, the, the 50,000 plus members. Um, I mean, you, you, you're getting into a pro license. You're, you know, you, you have, how can I say it? You, you got your, you earned your license for a pro. So the, the way to really prove that you're a pro is, you know what, go and run a full 400 lap race for Richmond, a full 500 at Bristol or whatever the case might be. Not the 200 or 150 laps that they run. They're running Xfinity pretty much, in my opinion. All respect to the pro drivers. Like, don't get me wrong. The, the, the pro drivers for that racing are excellent, I mean, my opinion. I mean, I, I cannot fathom how the heck they can accomplish the speeds that they do. And, and I send all the kudos to them. They're, they're great drivers. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're racing for money. Race the full length. I so, can agree to that. Yeah, you know, the, and then I'll jump in here. The, don't forget the Road to Pro series, which I've been promoting November through January. And that's going to be a, a NASCAR style series that runs Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. And, uh, I think that's half that's half distance, right? That's the same length as NIS. Yeah, I believe they're going to run that same as NIS. It's yeah, what, so. six weeks and then drops. But you know what, Kyle? That almost fits the criteria that you described when you said this. You said once a week, which no, in this in this series is once a week. Now, if it was full length, it would meet your criteria. Right, but I want the full schedule, not just a nine-week you know, right. a one season thing. I'd like to do Daytona through Homestead full length race once a week, you know, make it a Saturday race. NIS only runs at 6 a.m. and noon. Why not have a full length race in the evening on Saturdays? Oh, it's just an you, idea. You want to see where the chips fall, right? It. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy running full length. I really do. Yeah, it's tiring, but I just, I like it. I, I wouldn't mind if the hours, of course, I'm in the eastern coast, but I wouldn't mind if the hours would change. Running yeah, it'd be starting cool if it was nine. like a 6 or a 7 o'clock start time. But that would happen a lot. Yeah. It's an interesting thought. Maybe iRacing can think about it. But I don't think it would happen. Yeah, I don't know if you give the participation. That's. I think I think them tying it in with the NIS works because like i said you're going to get the participation i think it's just wearing out that the people that are week to week like me we're running every week it's killing us it's too much well also you got to think about if you're running for points or championship points like we do for the nis and you're doing poorly participation will start decreasing when it comes to that nature of a run full-length races get tiring um by the end of the season i, I cannot see too many people still running it if they're disappointed. At the same time, I'll argue the other argument where I noticed a lot in my splits this week where people were only joining the races for SR. So it's another series for the people to fall back on, so to speak, for if they're chasing SR to bump their license class up. Class yeah, up. if you keep it off the wall, that's 400 corners times four, you know. <laughs> Didn't help me much this week. <laughs> okay. Uh, my final thoughts are we have a new place to get the podcast at Podbean. 
And apparently Podbean is a place that people get their audio podcast. And guess what? We, we're expanding as usual here at iRacers Lounge, and we're now on Podbean. So if you like Podbean, check it out. Um, and we continue to keep uh, expanding uh, this audio podcast to all these different services. So if you have one out there that's your favorite, and I don't have uh, iRacers Lounge on it, let me know, and I will get it on there. We're on uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Spreaker, Tune in and now podcast. Excuse me, Podbean. So there's uh and and then of course YouTube and Twitch, but YouTube's one week behind. Um, so I'm working on it. Yeah, so Carlos is working on that, but we're everywhere. So guys, check it out. If you want to feedback to us, make sure to hit us up on Twitter or Facebook, and we have a great Facebook page. Lots of information there. That's where you can find all the information. So hit us up. So with that, we'll see you later. Take care. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us at our YouTube channel at iRacers Lounge. Follow on Twitter and Facebook at iRacers Lounge and SoundCloud at iRacers Lounge. See you on the track.